What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel and Avi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely some laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Daniel, Clearwater River Casino and Lodge. Who knew? Javi, right? Let's make this visit legendary. What's your game? Video gaming machines all the way. Have you seen the variety here? And check this out. Free refreshments while we play? Now that's my kind of treat. Plus, they've got lodging. How about a staycation? The Clearwater River Casino and Lodge, your play, stay, getaway location. It's not just a saying, it's an invitation. Absolutely, and this gaming delight is brought to you by the Clearwater River Casino and Lodge, our season six sponsors. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're now tuning in to the Brown Sound Podcast, uh, episode two of season six. Here we are, GeekX. How, how's it, it going? It's going well, and you know, it's so great to be back here at our, I was going to call it our breakthrough <laughs> season, but I'm like, wasn't our first season? Yeah. Breakthrough? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, at our continuing the breakthrough yeah. season. <laughs> Still aiming for but, the breakthrough. <laughs> For real, uh, nah, Chica, I'm, I've been doing really well. You know, the, the this past like couple of weeks here in Southern Idaho, I've been like full of snow, mm-hmm. so we've been having to navigate like heavy snow, and it, we actually got a lot of snow. Someone was telling <laughs> me that a few years ago we had something that we jokingly called uh, Snowmageddon. Oh yeah, and basically like everything closed everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like really bad here. Mm-hmm. And uh, this particular time, it snowed heavy on two days, and I heard that um, in terms of snowfall, we were up a few inches of snow from that that last time when mm-hmm. we had snow again i didn't feel that rough this time around if i'm being honest maybe because we're more prepared yeah. i don't know but but yeah no definitely i'm like so glad that everything's no, melting I, and finally like i can drive again i agree you, we we you, got hit with a lot of snow too um i was nervous for you because i know there's a lot of like californians in your area that probably are not used to the <laughs> snow yet you know this might be their first winter in idaho uh thankfully it was out of town yeah thankfully where i live everyone here has four wheel drive and everyone knows how to drive a snow yeah. and i'm out here in woods so most people well uh, and if i'm being honest like californians for sure and i mean much love to you californians yeah, yeah, nothing, like I, nothing, I don't mind you yeah being nothing here. against you but i just i was I nervous just you don't know how to drive yeah. them them or anyone from um ada county like boise oh. they don't know how to drive either bro like they don't know how to signal mm. they don't know how to drive like boise needs to like really put money into a train system so we could get all those ada county people <laughs> off the road Let's just be real. Just everyone hop on the bus. <laughs> everyone hop on the train. We're going to get canceled by freaking Boise. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got we got a well, lot of love. True. I mean, we got a lot of love for our Boise Boise peeps and our uh, yeah. Boise you know, they there. all drive Subarus and those yeah. trap sandals over there. Like we we good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I am no. so glad. Actually, kind of warming up this week though, so I'm glad the snow is somewhat kind of melting. It's kind of nice, you know. But when right? when it was snowing yeah. though, I got obviously we had like a few snow days off from work, and we were like stuck in the house all the roads were like pretty bad and i got into watching that show on um peacock called traders have you it's like about all those reality stars who like compete for this big chunk of money and they do like some crazy type of like 
they uh what do you call those yes. like competition games or like competitions yeah yeah so if you okay if you're listening for the first time yeah let me give you some background <laughs> on traders traders is basically if you've ever played secret hitler which is like a board game mm-hmm. um and i think there's other versions of that and honestly that name sucks for that game um but it's that that's how i understand it basically right. so there's a big group of people and Essentially, everybody is a good guy, or you want to play play out that you are a good guy, mm-hmm. and they choose three people who are secretly like traitors. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of it is every like day they are voting someone to die, quote or, like or be removed, right. and then the next and the in between days, the group together gets to decide like who they're voting off, who they think is a traitor. And so it's like this game of psychology where you like really have to play people <laughs> and manipulate them. And like, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah, this, there's this like if you can control herd mentality, you can really mm-hmm. turn people against like who you and each other. And so that game is that, that I mean, I liked it because there's some people on there that I really like one. Yeah. And two, <laughs> some people play it really well. And I'm like, damn, I like I'm like, I feel like. If we could get on there, like, you know, we would <laughs> definitely we would... take the <laughs> I I don't think I could be a traitor more so because I feel like they they really have to play that part of, like, smiling in someone's face and then, in that, you know, like. Like stab them in the yeah. back. And the... <laughs> but I think I would be good at leading the herd into, like, voting the strong people out. Like, oh, yeah. that person's got a lot of, lot of you know, that person's strong. This person has a lot of opinion. Let's. I feel like I know how to do I that just... part. But the traitor part, I don't know if I could, like, keep it. I might. I I would like probably tell on myself. I, no, I feel like you could do it. And I also feel like if we were on there together, we could easily, like, even if one of the other players in the game was, like, one of the good guys mm-hmm. and we didn't like him, we're like, let's just get them out real yeah. quick because we, <laughs> we're done with yeah. them on the show. <laughs> just yeah. staters. Yeah, like, just getting people kicked out cause, just because we don't like them. I mean, because no, we don't <laughs> like them there. <laughs> The show is very entertaining, though. When I was watching, I watched like all the first, I think, four episodes, like, and they're like an hour each. So I stayed up till like I think three in the morning, just watching in the mall. And, like you were hooked. Yeah, it was pretty good, yeah. and like, it's like very dramatic too. Like whoever produced the show is very good at all the like dramatics of the wolves in so, the back and all the weird little animals. So for those of you that are like my age, um, late twenties, early thirties, you're <laughs> kind of around that range. Um, they've got the contestants are like if you guys remember MT. TV's like real uh, the road rules uh challenge those kind of games mm-hmm. they've got people from there they've got people from bravo so like the housewives they've got um survivor. people from Shaza sunset like bling nation survivor like it's really like random people from all those shows that everybody watches and it's kind of nice to have them in a different environment but it's it's a good show i would recommend yeah, it's very um, funny. traders if the producers from traders are listening uh <laughs> you know take daniel and i to be on the yeah. show we would be good we're good tv uh no but uh i'm <laughs> no cheek kicks i i'm a big fan for real and they have uh traders for australia and i think the uk so oh. if you're trying to wait for this new episode because the new episode drops today at nine mm-hmm. on thursdays for the u.s one uh definitely go and check it out if you have time for tv pop culture everybody yeah pop culture there's our random spiel on pop culture on the browns yeah. we don't normally get to talk a whole bunch about like you know there's a lot of podcasts people do talk about celeb news and stuff but we don't really do a lot of that yeah but there's a few times 
times where we talk about some of the shows we watch, we're like, okay, it's pretty good, you know, but. Yeah, yeah. But uh, other than that, Cheek X, you know, today's a special episode. You know, this is our second episode into season six, but we also have a very special guest here, which uh, I'm excited to hear from and excited to share with everybody here. So without further ado, let's welcome Poontz. He is a Boise artist, a musical artist. And so uh, welcome. Yeah. Oh my God, it's Poontz. Yeah, fangirling over here. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. All right, so so excited to have you here on the show today, Poons. I um, well, first of all, we're we're gonna get to know you here in a second. But before we start, I wanted to say the Brown Sound really focuses on exploring all the different dimensions of the Brown experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, we focus on Latino and Indigenous representation. And today, we have somebody who um, has a unique background and 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 honestly has faced a lot of adversity and is now thriving, shining, and using his platform um, of music, right, to help the community. And I am so excited to have you. You're our first guest for season six. There will be more, but you know what? Like, people always remember the first, so (laughs) what is up? (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? It's good to be here, so thanks for having me. Yeah, um, no, like you said, Javier, you hit the nail on the head when you said that, you know, I'm trying to use my platform to be a voice for you know people you know like you said uh people like us uh and just in in our culture i think you said it like uh the brown experience that's pretty profound that's a i really like the way you put that but yeah i want to use my voice to really um you know, help out and, and, you know, shed light on to my experience. I ain't growing up in Idaho as a brown kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually that's probably a good place to start. So would you mind sharing a little bit on your background? Like where are you from? Um, a little bit of whatever you feel comfortable sharing. And um, cause everybody's, yeah. cause everybody's going to ask too, when you start sharing a little bit on your uh, music journey, uh, like how mm. you chose your name, like that's it's cause it's a good one too. Like we, everybody wants to know. Thank you. Yeah, no. So um, I grew up, or let me start at the beginning. My parents immigrated to the U S when I was just three years old. Right. And so I'm very proud of the fact that I'm, you know, I guess you could say first, first generation to like, I'm, I'm paving the road for, for next generation mm-hmm. and so on. So I'm very proud of the fact that I am an immigrant. Uh, but I grew up in Idaho Falls, Idaho, and that's just a very small town. Um, I actually grew up in around that area. So you got areas like Hamer, Dubois, Tarleton, those areas I grew up. It's like off the city, off the interstate. So it's really small town. Not oh, wow. a lot of brown people, I guess you could say in the city, but more like in the fields, like uh, yeah, doing yeah. the agricultural work. Mm-hmm. So we're spread out out there. So that's where I grew up uh, until I was about 12 years old. And then I lived in Seattle for a few years, and then I ended up moving here to Boise. Yeah, and that's where I've been residing since 2013. Mm-hmm. But since uh, since then, I have been taking the serious road on music. Yep, and um, you know, using it to um, amplify my voice so that um, other people can you know uh, experience um, what I've mm-hmm. seen through through the music and stuff. So yeah, my name comes from you know we all have a, a group of friends that we hung out with that like give us funny names and stuff like uh, that yeah, like, yeah. you know almost like pet yeah. names <laughs> yeah but that's where i got my name that's how i got my name from uh, one of my best friends uh, his name was chamber um but i used to call all of them poons and then they started calling me poons, <laughs> so it just kind of stuck with me i used to go by a different rap name but i realized that it wasn't myself it wasn't genuinely me yeah um so i just said screw it it's kind of it's kind of a different name but yeah. it's catchy and it has meaning right <laughs> like your friends 
Yeah. Give it yeah. To yeah, Daniel calls me free hole yeah. for whatever No, reason. I don't. Daniel, no, that's, <laughs> no. That's not a, let's think about no, that name, Daniel. I don't. <laughs> no. No. I'm just teasing. I'm just, <laughs> just going to get me canceled so on I'm here. Canceled. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> You're all, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking um, about. Yeah, I have a lot of other names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he calls me other names that make me feel bad, yeah. but we won't say yeah, that. Whatever. <laughs> No, but uh, um, anyways, cheek kicks. Um, <clears throat> just kidding. Uh, speaking about music, though, who are some of your biggest like musical influences? Like, like listening to um, that maybe inspire you know you and in, in the music that you create. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up listening to uh, a lot of West Coast rap. Like, it was more more on the like. Um, I guess you could call it like Chicano rap yeah. stuff like that. Um, and it was very like dramatic, very like graphic stuff. So I just remember really just relating to that stuff. But then, you know, East Coast influence. I really like just the artist, like the East Coast really is like a very advanced when it comes to mm-hmm. lyricism. So I'm very drawn towards that. But I like music of all kinds, you know, I mean, you can catch me listening to Dreams from Fleetwood Mac oh, yeah. um, to, that's know, a good to one. from that to, yeah, that's, you know, and I'll listen to anything. I mean, orchestra, all kinds of stuff. So um, I just love music mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So um, I wanted to touch a little bit more on um, your upbringing mm-hmm. because it's a very unique one. Um, and I know that you wanted us to discuss a little bit about the criminal justice system and kind of like your experience going through that system. So uh, can you yeah. talk, can you touch a little bit on that? Like when were you first, uh, for lack of a better word, introduced, I guess, <laughs> into uh, the the criminal justice system here in Idaho and then yeah um, anything that you think is important that you want to share through that experience absolutely so I was I went to jail for the first time when I was 12 years old it was for it was for pretty bad charges called grand theft so since I was underage they couldn't really charge me um, with the full force so I ended up doing time in jail anyhow that's how I got introduced and it I was in the system until I was about 19 years old. Mind you, I had a I was a green card holder, a permanent resident. I wasn't a US citizen. Yeah. So I lived in uh, a lot of fear of being of getting that um taken yeah. away. So, you know, it it definitely I think it starts at, mm-hmm. at the home, you know, and and so growing up, I was, I faced a lot of, uh, you know, um, abuse, you know, from uh, my own father and uh, it was just ab- mental abuse, physical abuse. Uh, and so it, it just, you know, eventually I feel like I'm going to get to a place where I just snap or something happens. So that's what ended up happening and ended up taking me down a bad road. Yeah. My brothers were in gangs and stuff. So I used to, you know, try to just follow him, them around. Yeah because I wanted mm-hmm. to fit in. Yeah. And for the longest time, I've always just wanted to fit in. You know, my brothers were always in and out of jail. So I was following the wrong kind of friends. Yeah. And that's what really got me into into deep trouble is um, in and out of jail yeah. through uh, up until I was 19 because of fighting, you know, drugs and things like that. Yeah. And then um, when I was uh, 19, when I was about, uh, when I was 20, I found out I was going to have a son. And so that's when everything mm-hmm. changed for me. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So w- when I found out I was having and the son, I remember thinking like, man, I don't want my son to ever experience uh, like a, even a percent of pain that I had to go through, yeah. right? So that's really where the switch happened. And ever since then, 
I just remember, I always think about how like my mom would tell me like, mijo, I pray, I pray for you all the time, you know? Yeah. And I, I didn't grow up really, I grew up going to church mm -hmm. and stuff as Catholic, but um, I wasn't very religious. Yeah. So now that I think about it, it's just her mm -hmm. prayers have got me through so many things that I don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what? We, we so. talk about how, cause my, my grandma's really religious too. And you know, I, I myself am not either like, you know, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, sometimes I will go to church if I get invited with any, anyone invites me to the church, I will go. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm yeah. not, I don't feel like I'm like actively there all the time. You know what I mean? But um, what I do feel is like my, the, the warmth and the protection of like my grandma's like oraciones, you know, or like prayers. Um, and in fact, I don't know, I, I really do feel like through many of the hard yeah. times that I've had, like that have those prayers have helped like guide me in the right direction. have kept me safe. have kept me sane. Have, you know, give me that like extra strength I needed to push through. So when you say that about your mom, that like really resonates with me because I really believe in mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You feel yeah. that too, yeah. man? It's so cool to talk to somebody and have them say, hey, man, I feel that too. Like, because we're so different. I This is the first time I'm meeting yeah. you. So for you to say that is just reassuring mm -hmm. to, that's, to that yeah. feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that's where it comes down to is somebody caring about mm -hmm. you, right? Yeah. Like when I was growing, uh, when I was going through all that, I just, um, through the system, nobody asked, ever asked me, you know, um, Hey, you know, how, how are you doing? Yeah. Really like what's going on at home? Why are you in, mm -hmm. here again? Yeah. So those those were tough things to get through on your own. While we're getting vulnerable, I hope you don't mind me asking. Um, I've never been to prison or jail, um, but what does it feel like when you're in there? Like it must feel lonely sometimes. Don't, I I don't know. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to uh, to a prison, but I've been to juvenile detention, which um, and it's worse than prison. In prison, you can watch TV. You get you know um, call phone calls yeah. all the time. You have you can walk around and do yeah. things. In juvenile hall, you're in a cell in a small cell like as big as this room with another person. And oh. so yeah, as soon as you get there, it's it's really bad. It's that feeling of disparity, yeah. like mm -hmm. really bad. Um, nobody's that tough to say oh. You know, after a few times, then it's like okay. But the first time, it's really it sucks, man. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I had a I, when I went to the first time, I had a counselor there. She was telling me she was very mean to me, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna wear other kids' underwear. You're gonna wear this and that." And I'm just I just started crying, man. I'm like, <laughs> for my first time, she, you know, yeah. me. <laughs> she knows uh, she knew what to say, huh? <laughs> Yeah, she really did. Yeah. It just scared mm -hmm. me, you know? And so, I think, yeah. too, another thing that goes plays into that, too, is, like, one thing that we talk about in this podcast all the time is about representation. And so when you're in those positions, sometimes you don't have those people who look like you mm. or can relate to you or, like, relate to, like, just, I guess, the family morals of, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like on the reservation, growing up on the res, you know, obviously it's very, there's tough, you know, it's tough times, too, and probably not as yeah. extreme as, like, it would be, like, in a city or whatever but there's definitely a lot of tough times where there's like oh, a yeah. lack of resources and a lack of programs that you know that probably could be in place that could prevent these type of things but what would you think or what would you say that would be like a good what type of I guess program or maybe someone you wish you had to I don't know what do you call that like growing like growing having yeah. someone growing Before, up to like you know like because growing up because yeah. like for us like for the longest time we didn't have nothing on the reservation until we hit the boys and girls club and a lot of those people from them right 
right now as me as an adult as a 30 year old like there's those staff members that i remember who had a huge influence on me so like i don't know what like what would be that how, how's the right question for that <laughs> i'm like hobby's the smart one he's the one that comes up with all the questions i'm like how what would be like the right question to like what would you wish you had growing up maybe to like you know that could be changed now that yeah yeah yeah, to help change the outcome. And so the answer to that would be, I would say, because I have a 15-year-old of my of my own, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say just in the com- community outreach. Mm-hmm. And so that could be like a community center. Yeah. It could be if you have, like, I had a probation officer. It could be him. It could be, um, yeah, just a community center I feel like is big. And that would be like the Boys and Girls Club where people mm-hmm. would give you rides to go play yeah. uh, baseball right take and so do things like that introduce you to new things and take you out of the environment that you're in yeah. or out of your headspace even take you to go hang out do something you know yeah um, my son right now is at the salvation army um you know they, they, they take him every week and go mm-hmm. hang out and so Oh. Those are things that I wish that I would that would have been in place. And to be honest with you, they might have been in place. And that's why I feel like I, f- I feel like there's no real usher into getting um, people that are underserved yeah. in the community to usher them into programs yeah. like that because it costs mm-hmm. money. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, it does overlook a lot of us yeah. who are very bright mm-hmm. and who, if we had the chance, we can make a difference. But Poonts, um, one of the... now we're finding that I'm finding that out at 35. Yeah. Poonts, I was going to say, I've been reading a lot about how a lot of money is put into the uh, criminal justice system, specifically jails and expanding them. And some people are arguing that in, if instead we focused um, and didn't put all that money into that system, we and focused it instead on like social service programs where we can, you know, buy buses and get students to these fun enrichment activities where they're getting exposed to new things, right? And out of their environment, that it would be more beneficial to the community because long term you know we're keeping uh kids busy and like finding their passions and helping them like get into those types of opportunities or pathways um and so that that does resonate to me because growing up i've shared before on the podcast i grew up in a seasonal migrant labor camp it's called the campito out there by um the middleton exit so it's considered caldwell but it's low-income housing for seasonal migrant workers right so these are the kids of low-income families who don't have a lot of opportunities to get out who don't have a lot of money to go and try all the activities that their non-migrant friends might be doing with their like non-latino families or whoever you know those yeah um it wasn't until like you know i got a little older and sometimes they would do they people would come so like organization organizations would come there and like give jackets or give food or even like presents i think sometimes in the summer they would do like free lunches to help with like food insecurity for people there that were going through that but i don't really remember like program programs that people could get involved in that you know and we did have a ymca around that time but it was all the way in town and if you're a low-income kid right and your parents work all the time there's no (laughs) way that you're gonna make it out there so um i i do think about how like those opportunities that we don't get definitely have an impact on how like we experience Mm -hmm. the world um, we don't have the same opportunities as others, which and and this isn't Absolutely. to make anybody uh, feel bad about the opportunities you get, but just be aware that some people don't have it as good as right. you, and you know that their life experiences yeah. so- sometimes unfortunately unfortunately lead them down paths that may not be the best, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I did want to ask you, Poonts, a little bit about 
Well, thank you first, first and foremost, for sharing a little mm-hmm. bit on your background, because um, you. I think it's so important for anyone who's ever had a similar experience as you or not to learn, you know, a little bit about that. Like, you know, and so I guess my follow my follow up question to you is, is more related to your music career. So can you talk a little bit about like, um, so you're a rapper, would you consider yourself a rapper? Yeah. Yep. And um, yes. So can you can you share a little bit about like what motivated you? Uh, what inspired? what inspires you, what um, message you try to convey through your music and what you're hoping that uh, your music, what kind of impact your music will have on the community at large. Yeah. um, So I started making music uh, when I was 17 years old and um, I just like the way that music makes me feel Um, as an individual, you know, it's self-expression at the end of the day. Um, It's so unique, you know, it's a blend of Mm -hmm. everything. So it just, it makes up me and my personality. So um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to use music you know art at the end of the day it's just fun man mm-hmm. to make it yep. and to just the whole process of doing it um i just really fell in love with that and then once i once i realized that i could um the feelings that i put in the music that others can feel it too i realized it's it's greater than noise you know it's greater than just the sound that's coming through the speakers yeah. you could really talk to people and and put a message in there and my message is a message of hope you know a hope and motivation right so there's a lot i mean because i'm a rapper there's also a lot of other messages in there and a lot of like you know different types of uh, topics that um some people may not agree with but it's it's real it's mm-hmm. reality at the end of the day yeah. it's my experience and that's how that's how i put it on there so but yeah at the end of the day i want people to listen to it and be like man i'm motivated that was really cool yeah you know I, the things that so that they can apply things to their life and, and be like man i, I want to have energy for my life and to do positive things you know um so it's just it's a snowball effect that'll happen at the day yeah. so that's why i do it how would you explain to or how do you like contribute your culture into your music and or do you is your music in in english or spanish or do you do a mix of both or so i do um mostly english just because growing um growing up uh, yeah i don't have the confidence to do it in spanish yet just because i don't want to mm-hmm. use it as a fad i want to come off genuine when i do mm-hmm. spanish stuff so i'm just starting to dabble in spanish and um when i make music i like to do it with purpose Mm-hmm. So it's yep. taken me a minute to build a little catalog. So, oh, okay. uh, but I'm excited to do some really cool stuff in Spanish. That's yeah. Cool. If you need, if you need um, a feature, Daniel also raps. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like, so you know, growing up, I, I mean, I, I love hip hop too. And growing up, my friend and I, we always used to just do little freestyles, like to our own little songs <laughs> and stuff. And even to this day, we're just like joking around, have a few drinks and we hit listeners. Like they would just start going and we'll bounce off of each other. But yeah, no, I, I I agree when it comes to music, like especially hip hop, because I I feel like I'm a very I don't know I mean the res takes a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of like huge hip hop influence, obviously, and like the the African American community has a huge influence on in our communities as well. And so listening to like rap growing up, and I remember like my first CD was like the Fifty Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. Like I remember trying to like try to tell my mom like no, there's no cussing yeah. on it. There's no cussing. Trying to tell my mom like no, there's no cussing, and and she was like there says explicit. But yeah, no, I I yeah, music is just I don't know. I feel like I could when it comes to music, I could relate to so many different 
like genres though like not just hip-hop or you know sometimes we listen to country or listen yeah. to like whatever but yeah no i i'm a i'm a fan though i definitely that's that's so yeah. funny daniel that you uh mentioned that my first hip-hop album was probably kanye the um it was the the album that had that uh gold digger song remember that one? Oh, which one was that <laughs> yeah. one is that college dropout i think it was or... yeah that was my first <laughs> and it was the walmart um the oh. <laughs> You know, it was the Walmart one where it was they edited was clean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think mine was uh, Nas, uh, still, uh, or Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, Ooh, Nas is a good okay. rapper. Yeah, that okay. was heavy, it was cool. Yeah. yeah, um, in terms of like Latino influence, because you talked a little bit about how your culture is, there any other Latino rappers that like you gravitate to that you're like, oh, they're you know, they're like, I really resonate with that? So there's actually um he's from i want to say he's from nevada and he he goes by ills a kill so he's mostly spanish rapper and he's actually pretty i think he's you know he's starting to get pretty big but he's a big influence of mine just because he mixes this he does the spanglish you know so he's yeah english and spanish so then it just makes it sound really cool and so like his cadence is real really like i want to say like um paisa like you know straight from like mexico man like yeah. really like uh, from 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 just a super from mexico man so i really like uh his style but other than that i mean no other hip-hop artists just like you know the great selena you know yeah. Um, other artists that I look up to and one day want to be like, but um, oh heck yeah, those are those are some of the influences I have. Okay, and, and of course, I mean me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm all for like that. To, yeah, like, yeah, I get like my Spotify wrapped at the end of the year, and it's me. <laughs> I don't even want to repost it. Like, <laughs> I I believe in like if you don't inspire yourself, like, yeah, you know who else is going to? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I. I <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. like people always think like oh you're so full of yourself I'm like well who am I supposed to be full of like you like why <laughs> you know like I was I should be full of myself I was, you know I, I believe in what I do so <laughs> yeah and now a word from our sponsors Hey there, beauty enthusiasts. Looking to level up your lash game? Look no further than Shay's Beauty Lab, owned by the incredibly talented Shaylee Bisbee and indigenous lash artist extraordinaire. Shaylee's passion for enhancing natural beauty shines through in every lash extension she creates. Whether you're into classic or crave that mega volume drama, Shay's got you covered with the latest techniques and top-notch products. Elevate your beauty routine with Shay's Beauty Lab, located in Lewiston, Idaho. Book your appointment today by visiting Shay's Beauty Lab on instagram and follow the booking link in the bio shay's beauty lab where every lash tells a story this awesome time is brought to you by shay's beauty lab our season six sponsor Hola amigos, ¿están cansados de pasar sus fines de semana luchando con zacate rebelde y arbustos descontrolados? Pues no se preocupen más. Les presentamos a Gomez Sprinklers Landscape and Maintenance LLC, su solución integral para todas sus necesidades. 
desde el mantenimiento del zacate hasta el diseño de jardines, la instalación de sistemas de riego y todo lo que viene con jardinería. Tenemos todo cubierto en inglés y en español. Y con nuestro equipo experto y servicios completos, pueden relajarse y disfrutar de su oasis sin levantar un dedo. Además, servimos las áreas de Caldwell, Nampa, Boise y el Valle de Tesoro. Así que donde sea que estén, estamos aquí para servirles. Entonces, ¿por qué esperar? Llámanos al 208-671-7740 para programar su servicio y recibir un presupuesto hoy mismo. Gomez Sprinklers Landscape and Maintenance LLC, donde sus sueños se hacen realidad. Este momento fantástico es presentado por Gomez Sprinklers Landscape and Maintenance LLC, nuestros patrocinadores de la temporada 6. music made me really it got me to a very confident place you know i mean like growing up as a teenager i wasn't always as confident and um willing to be mm -hmm. on stage or write music and put it out there and yeah. just, it really has helped me a ton to evolve i mean that and becoming a dad mm -hmm. you know i mean yeah uh what other that, those are the, the, the uh, two biggest things in my life that uh, i cherish the most so yeah. um I'm, i'm glad that it changed me man because i was going down a dark road i was you know i was a real talk i had that like talk Toxic masculinity oh, yeah. to me, you know. Um, so uh, just life experience, just the, the downfalls and the the bad things that you know that um, were supposed to happen to me because I was going doing the things that I was doing. Yeah. So now I'm just thankful that that happened, man, because um, I am in a place where now I'm a dad, yeah. you know, um, and I I, uh, I don't have a criminal record. He's never seen me in handcuffs, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. Um, and I get to up uplift uh, people like me. There's so many others out there like me that I feel like maybe i should just get in touch with and just mm -hmm. just just to tell them hey like you know i was there too man like and it ain't nothing extraordinary yep. it's just really about just hanging on just stay as strong as you can and, and don't forget to smile and love yourself and yeah. you know and give yourself a chance at it yeah that's that's really inspiring because i used to work in admissions poons and i would meet a lot of students who would just feel like their past like defined them mm -hmm. um and mm. they didn't feel worthy uh, enough for these new opportunities that were given to them, like being able to get scholarships or, you know, being able to apply to a college and get accepted or realizing that they might be the first wow. in their family to pursue something bigger. Um, one of the things we always talk about is personally, as a first generation college graduate, um, I always took the opportunities that I was getting as opportunities for my whole family, because when one of us mm. gets an opportunity, then mm -hmm. it gives us the opportunity to open the doors for our families that they might otherwise not have had the opportunity to get or even um you know being able to navigate new experiences to then help your families for when they do it um something as like tri like trivial as like insurance plans like you know my siblings always come and ask Absolutely. me about like what should i sign up for and i'm like oh do this because you know or like things like that that otherwise like because my mom and dad never had those those opportunities or had jobs like those when we were growing up and so yeah i i just think about things like that sometimes and i feel like us sharing our stories and you being very authentic and genuine mm -hmm. with yours um it just allows our our listeners if they are someone who's gone through 
like a similar experience that yeah like it doesn't define you and in fact it makes you stronger Mm -hmm. and you can use that right to give you more confidence to be able to do better in spite of like what you've endured and what you have uh experienced right now you you get to be the leader of your of your life you get Mm. to decide where you go from here i I think that's powerful Mm -hmm. that is powerful uh because that's the other side of it right and so if we get to the other side um it's really good to be empowering each other and to share that and to and to say hey you know it is possible and and you Mm -hmm. do deserve it um so those are really cool things to um highlight you know this interview and usually people think success is the straight line you know because like in the movies Mm -hmm. it looks that way like point a point b straight line that's success but in reality everybody it's like those like weird like yeah you know those (laughs) the stock market lines it goes down it goes up it goes down it goes up again but you know success looks looks like different it looks different for everybody else Mm -hmm. right and so if you're not quite at where you feel you should be there's that's part of the journey like you're still living it and you're gonna get there just keep grinding so i i do like that and i think it's also Um, important too to highlight you know like just because of having a criminal past like everyone deserves a second chance you know what you go through doesn't define you like it's a lesson and and you know that's just like life is full of lessons and i've had my own running you know being arrested before and and stuff like that and you know i've learned from that and and so it's like yeah i think that's a that's a big like i don't know i feel like there's like a stigma behind that because you know i have a lot of relatives myself Mm. and people in my own community who have you know been in and out of the just criminal justice system and um you know they change their change their life around and they've you know now some of them work with the youth and like mentor or some of them do a lot of cool things where it's like they're learning or they're teaching these young kids like hey like this is you know you don't have to listen to whatever i say but just you know this is what i've been through and this is what how it affected me so try to maybe make a different choice that or i don't know i just think that's that's like the coolest thing yeah. like the i feel like it's like you know like that saying real recognize real like it's like people can't relate to someone if you don't know what we've been through or don't know where we come from but if it's people from our own community you know leading this movement of like you know teaching these young bucks like hey this like it might look cool and all but like this is not you know it's not (laughs) it's not that cool until you know you're really in the moment so i think uh i think your story is very very inspiring and i'm just you know thankful that you're here on the podcast to share that yeah thank you yeah Poots, the other thing appreciate it and you know yes what were you saying oh sorry Oh, no, no. I was just going to go on to say that, you know, that's why what you just said, Daniel, is um, why uh, platforms like this come to existence is because you all are wanting to share the experience, the mm-hmm. Brown experience. Um, it's just really, really great, man. Yeah. You know, I love I love that you guys did this. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, another thing I was going to point out, Poonts, is that we talk about how representation matters. And, you know, when we think about rappers, um, you know, the it might be part of the subculture, but I, you know, we don't see a lot of Latino rappers out and about. Yes, there are some, but for our young musicians, our our young, inspiring, uh, you know, rappers that that want to go into that path, being able to see people uh, yeah. like you, like them, 
right? Writing music, rapping, yeah. even if it's in Spanglish, even if it's in English, even if it's in Spanish, uh, yeah. that is inspiring itself. Because mm -hmm. it's like, unless you see yourself there, um, you might not otherwise reach for it. So I think it takes a lot of guts to be yeah. a musician. It, it does take a lot of grind. You, you know, have to put yourself out there and, um, you know, being consistent and, and showing up and, and yeah. keeping at it is it's what, what gives you those good opportunities. People start to recognize you. And I bet it must be tough some days for you, but then also rewarding others. And mm -hmm. so I, I just want to say what you're doing is worthwhile. Keep going and, and keep being that inspiration for the younger generation. I think I mm -hmm. think that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, any advice I would give to anybody out there that's doing something that I'm I'm doing, I would say don't let it change you. You know, yeah. um, do, do it. Have fun with it. Um, put your heart in it. And just don't let it change you. That's what I would say. Um, one last question for you about your your music. Um, and then maybe we'll ask you some questions about how we can support you. So if our listeners are interested mm -hmm. in learning more about your music, where can they listen? And if you have a next event uh, coming up, where is it? Where can we go and, and support? I wanted to ask you specifically about your music. Um, can you think of or share at least one song that is one of your favorites that you've that you've made and and why? Like, what was the message? Why yeah. is it so meaningful to you? So it's called Reflect. It's uh, song number four on my album titled Legendary. So it's called Reflect. And so why it's special to me is because that's where I outline my story. In fact, my son plays the younger version of me in that mm -hmm. video. And so um, the scene, it's very cinematic. And the scenes around it are, are you know, growing up, being getting in trouble, then, you know, talking to one of my best friends growing up and that being a, a, a pivoting moment in my life. And, and so it's just me reflecting on my uh, childhood growing up. So that was very special to me. Yeah. Um, and because of that, uh, I was able to tell my story and uh, it's very cinematic. So it really just, it really grips you um but you can find it on youtube or any platform it's called reflect and that's one of my favorites man i love it that's deep cool. that's deep thanks for sharing yeah i miss those Thank days you. with music videos used to have like a story back remember like the music videos back then always had like a story and now, <laughs> nowadays it's all just you know it's way different compared to how it was growing up it's too much yeah <laughs> Daniel, you're definitely sounding yeah. older, like back in my day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Daniel, I would. Uh, I mean, I'm 35, so I come from that same era, mm. you know, from uh, that type of music and quality of of work that you see. So that's what you can expect from me if you were to look me up. Is you know, I'm kind of an old school type of guy, mm -hmm. and that's uh, uh, it resonates in my music. But um, it's, I got that new edge to me too. So that's good. All right. So um, before we go into our next. Uh, segment Poontz, would you mind sharing how we can support you where can people listen to your music and if you have any uh, gigs coming yeah. up or shows please share we want everybody to to be aware yeah so i'm i'm trying to get my instagram followers up everybody go follow me on instagram <laughs> Poontz 208 so it's p-o-o-n-t-z 208 um please follow me and then on all um music platforms like spotify apple music pandora i'm on everything pretty much much you can just type in p-o-o-n-t-z please shoot me a follow there that's where you can find me okay all right and we'll make sure to yeah and we'll make sure to tag uh your pages on on our social medias too when the mm -hmm. episode drops so everybody uh, make sure to uh, go to our our instagram account and make sure to follow and share music definitely check out reflections i know i'm gonna go check it out right after this so yeah yeah i'll shoot you the links 
<laughs> All right, cool. Well, again, thank you for, um, you know, thank you for your time today. And thanks for, you know, sharing your story. Like I said, it's, you know, inspiring. I know a lot of our listeners that tune in, you know, come from similar backgrounds. So I know it'll, it will hit with the listeners too. To wrap things up on that segment and do our language lesson so we thought since you know we were talking about you know i guess second chances are new beginnings we thought it would be good to teach our listeners how to say new beginnings in in both nespers language and spanish so how to say new beginnings in nimi putimt in the nespers language is just uyit kimti uyit kimti uyit kimti did you read that off of something, or is that something you do you know that? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yep, uyit kimti, new beginnings. That's cool. Uyit kimti, new beginnings. I love that. Um, in Spanish, uh, Daniel yeah. and Puntz, to say new beginnings, we would say comenzar de nuevo. Comenzar de nuevo. Comenzar de nuevo. Right. That sounds refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we're at the part of our show uh, where it's everybody's favorite segment, our Shades of Brown Shady <laughs> Question segment. So if this is your first time listening to the Brown Sound, um, we will ask questions to Daniel Puntz, and I will need to answer myself. These questions can be a little oh. bit challenging, um, <laughs> and they may land us in the hot seat depending on how we answer. These are totally fun, and these are a way to kind of laugh off uh, <laughs> at the end of the episode, uh, you know, after we've had some pretty deep conversations and gotten real a little bit so three questions uh you have to answer two absolutely and you can skip one uh or answer all three if you are brave so daniel and poons are we ready today to get that going yeah, yeah all right sure. question one what is one thing that men do that is corny to you <laughs> so we're gonna be talking smack about oh. what we think is corny <laughs> that men do question two what is one thing you enjoy doing that may be considered feminine so we're going to be telling on ourselves a little bit one thing we do that may be considered feminine and question three what country would you guess the guests here today would visit and why so Poons, mm. you would guess what country i would visit and why daniel then guess what daniel's country is and then we would be d- do the same for each other so that's how it goes uh Poons, we usually have our guests go first so if you wouldn't mind starting off with what is that one thing that men do that is corny <laughs> to you? Oh, man. Um, I would <laughs> say about any your extreme sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say any like super duper extreme sports that like risk your life. I mean, I, I know there's adrenaline <laughs> junkies out there and I get it. But to me, it's just it's a little Corny, corny, okay, corny, okay. I don't know. I, I guess I, if I think about the word corny, I guess it's something that you cringe at, and I'm, I cringe at that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any close friends that do extreme sports that you just called out? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I uh, no, not. <laughs> All right. Question two: What is one thing you enjoy doing that may be considered feminine? Um. Well, maybe skincare. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Lotion my skin up. I lotion my whole body. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right. And what country would you guess the guests here today would visit and why? I mean, Mexico because yeah. of the food. Yeah. You know? Is that Daniel or is that me? Which <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you, I would say you, Mexico, for the food. Um, Daniel, a uh, different country. I would say Brazil. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Or yeah, Brazil for the for the views and the, <laughs> for the peaches. <laughs> for the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. All right, Daniel, your turn. Okay, um, what is one thing that men do that is corny to me? I would say probably. Hmm, what's corny? I think um, I'm trying to think I know I'm like I'm trying to think what trying to think trying to filter your I'm trying to think of something that that I didn't do though too so I'm like hold up now (laughs) (laughs) don't tell on myself I mean Um, you can be corny too I mean maybe you're not anymore (laughs) oh that corny has been yucked just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think a corny thing that men do that I see I think here in my own community is um, people talk talk about money like when people are very like bragging about money because i always feel i just always think of that saying like change makes noise and dollar bills are silent you know so i feel like when people get a new little Mm. fresh change they're like oh yeah you know that's like that's like very big here people like to kind of fake flex sometimes where i'm like "Mm -hmm." Uh (laughs) (laughs) that's why i hate being a rapper sometimes (laughs) (laughs) and what is one thing you enjoy doing that considered feminine um i probably would say maybe petty cures i like to take care of my feet um uh, that and they feel good because i mean who loves who wouldn't get a foot massage you know that's nice so i would say pedicures um what country would you guess for the guests so i think for javi i would say wakanda just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i wish wakanda was real i'd go there too wakanda man yeah definitely go there um I think for Javi, I would say Colombia. I feel like you would be down there in like Medellin, you know, <laughs> doing some doing some fun things. I don't know. Fun things that are my business. Yeah. <laughs> and for Poots. With the hat yeah. on. Yeah. And for Poots, I would say, I would say like Tokyo, Japan or something. Because I feel like it's such oh, a cool, it's such a nice. like cool, like, I feel like they're so like tech forward and like there's a lot of like culture and, and just a lot of. <laughs> Isn't there a big rap scene there too in Japan? I would there think. Is, there's a, yeah, there's I a think there is. Rap oh, yeah. Yeah, they I, have like low riders and stuff. I was, I think I saw on TikTok that there's even a community of like uh, Japanese cholos that like. Oh, I have seen that before. The eyebrows actually. and the, yeah, yeah, like they're inspired by American cholo up. culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. I love that. Culture cool. inspiring culture. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So it's my turn. What is one thing that men do that is corny to you? Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> and if you're, and if you're a listener, I, I mean, I apologize if this is, if this is you. I think that it's corny and, I respect it too. So you know, like when your boy gets like a new in a new relationship, and then they disappear for a little while because they just they got to do that, and it, you know, and you're like, get yours. We love that for you. Um, I think it's corny though when they can't like detach and just have their own identity. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm even thinking about like some friends that have had like Shots joint fired. Facebook or social media accounts. You know what I mean? A little yeah. bit like you're like, it makes you think yeah. like, are you guys sharing under? Or like what? Uh, <laughs> like, it, 
that is corny to me. I feel like if you if you get in a relationship, like you still need to have your own identity and you still need to make time for your boys. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a I don't know. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's corny to me. That's yeah. corny to me. Does that very yeah? very okay. corny? Shots, yeah. um, shots fired. Yeah. Damn. Shots. I I and I and honestly, I don't have anybody in mind when I say that. I'm just oh. like that's annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just. Yeah. That is. That's gonna get me in. You guys trouble. came up with some good ones. Yeah. Uh, what is one thing you enjoy doing that might be considered feminine? Like you both, uh, definitely skin routine. I think keeping your skin nice, moisturizes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a must. Um, same with like what hygiene. Uh, no one wants ongos or like you know fungus on your feet. Uh, and as men, like it's okay to have nice toes. You know, when it's the summer and you wear like your little burks or your flip flops or whatever. Like I don't wear flip flops, but I mean, if you do, like you know, just have nice toes out there like that's that's nice you know? yeah. yeah um and then what country would you guess the guest you would visit and why daniel i feel like um you would enjoy like a good like oaxaca like a oh, good little i would you know like check out a mexican indigenous community i think that would be cool the food is amazing mm-hmm. and the culture is beautiful so i think you'd have a good time there maybe yeah. you'd find yourself a little oaxaca oh, and come back with find me a wife oaxacan babies <laughs> yeah yeah or not come yeah. Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's always an option to stay in mexico um and then uh poons i feel like um, I feel like Europe is calling your name, like you know, like maybe like Spain oh. or maybe Italy. Mm. I feel like you're just good out there. Um, soak up the the culture, the food, have a little wine, you know, just <laughs> have a good time. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that would be good for you. I, I like that. Yeah, you know, I, I would do it. Yeah, and th- who would you take though? If you got if you guys went to these trips, who would you like? <laughs> one person you would absolutely take. Mm. Can you think? I'd have to take my fiance, or else she'd kill me if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> good. good answer good answer i think for me maybe well if i was going to oaxaca to go look for like potential wife i don't know who i would bring who'd be a good wingman maybe you chicks maybe you'd be a good wingman you could be my you could be my translator you know yeah i was all oh le dicen el patas grandes (laughs) (laughs) oh well that's his indian name <laughs> yeah, this, that's is, hilarious. Yeah, this is my friend Denjo. <laughs> He's from America. Nah, I think that could be fun. Um, no, I, I thank you both for indulging in that. Um, you know, closing, closing, and last thoughts. I just want to say, like Poons, thank you so much for mm-hmm. coming uh, on the sh- on the show. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing on your experience. I know that's really going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. Um, and more than anything, I feel like this episode, like the theme, is like just you know just finding confidence yeah. to, to be yourself authentic, authentically and you know it's not letting your past define yeah. you um i i may not have gone through those experiences but i definitely think about like my past and you know i i wouldn't do anything any other way like if i could go back in time and change it i would not because i would not be the person i am today had i not gone mm-hmm. through those trials and tribulations but i just want to say you're always welcome here at the brown sound podcast yeah. um i will be listening Thank to you. your music i will be sharing your music and if you know you have a show soon i definitely plan to be there 
Um, I think that's so awesome to Thank go and, and support. Um, and, you know, I, I, I will be uh, championing your success. So I hope that, you know, you, you blow up and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to say, hey, I knew Poons before he <laughs> yeah. you know, went big. So that's that's going to be cool to see your growth. Well, thank you yeah. so much, you guys. Uh, and likewise, I'm so um, lucky to be on a platform like yours. I know that it's, uh, you know, it's great responsibility to be um, uh, a voice for uh, our people. So thank you both for being that, you know, and for um, sharing the Brown experience with everybody and uh, making me a part of it. That's, this is amazing. It's been been a great time laughing with you guys thank you yeah yep thank you um all right well for you know for those that are listening if this is your first time you could also follow us on instagram at the brown sound podcast where that's where we share everything so episode details guest details everything that you know people want to know is all on our instagram um we're available on spotify and apple other than that again thank you so much for your time and definitely just looking forward to you know seeing you grow and just you know i feel like i don't know it's you know it's just it's a good year i feel like this year's i was telling javi before like this year's just gonna be i, f- I feel like there's a lot of good things gonna happen out this year so i'm definitely excited for that and wish that upon you know our listeners and, and you of course so thanks again and other than that javi do you have anything last words uh last words are yes definitely last words for the show is stay tuned season six is our best yet we will have so many good people representing the different spectrums of the brown experience specifically our Latino and indigenous brothers and sisters. Uh, one of the things that we want to keep harping on everybody is please hit the follow on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Mm-hmm. It'll notify you as soon as our new episode drops. Please be on the lookout for anything Poons related. Um, make sure to go out and listen to his music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm going to be looking at reflection here in a second. Thanks so much, everybody. Stay warm. Be safe. We will see you next time. Adios. Peace. And muchas gracias for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We've had a blast with you all today and make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or just wanting to get a hold of us, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only.